So the lessons learned from Danny Inman. Um, I would highly recommend you listen to the full episode because it's a great episode. He shares a lot of gems um, about his career. And I think a lot of people can learn from them. But I'm going to shorten it down. I'm going to just give you the key points that I've took from it as a short burst of motivation. You can always refer back to this podcast. It's only a short one to grab the key lessons if you haven't got time to listen to the full one. So, I mean, first of all, one thing about Danny, although he's achieving huge things, um, he's still very humble. And I think the first lesson that anybody can take from that session is, regardless of your success, how big you get, how much you do and how much money you're making, um, the things that you're doing online, whatever it may be, uh, don't forget who you are and still be kind to others. He mentions that people helped him at the start of his career. So he wants to give back. You know, don't be that person who, um, who's doing really well, but is quite selfish. You know, th that's not a nice trait. And I don't think Danny does that. Um, so yeah, I, th I think the first thing to identify is, is be humble. Be who you are, you know, don't change regardless of your success levels. Um, he's very, very knowledgeable. I think, uh, you know, a well-known phrase is knowledge is power. Um, I certainly think in property that is that is true. Um, I've listened to a few of Danny's Zoom calls where he has broken down the budget, for example, and he's talked about what the budget means in simple terms. He's talked about what he thinks is going to happen in the UK property market and the economy. Um, and he's right majority of the time. So um, again, I think, you know, well, first of all, just back backtracking a, a sec, um, he really, really does understand the market. So things like uh, if there's high demand and there's uh, lending, so mortgages are easily accessible, that creates house price growth. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but Danny articulates that and explains that in a real, uh, a real easy to understand way. Um, so knowledge is definitely power. Um, he talked about his, his sort of start off, you know, from leaving school to being a professional rugby player, uh, to going into the, being a sort of an engineer after that. And he didn't like either of those occupations, either of those paths. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. You might be in a job now that you don't like. You might be in a career that you don't particularly enjoy or it's a dead end or whatever. He then did a property course and it changed everything for him. He followed his passion. He knew from day one of that course that this is something that he wanted to do. And it came at the right time in his life. So I think if you are feeling that you don't, um, you know, you, you maybe don't like your job, you, you think it's a dead end, you want to do something different, you know, um, my advice would don't just jump in you know maybe learn about something else try and find your passion do courses get coaching do other things to try and find what you want and if your gut is telling you to do something then run with it that would be my advice um, don't put yourself in a, a bad place financially by leaving a job with no you know with no other options but you know make a calculated risk if you're going to do that but um at the end of the day, look, fortune's the brave. And if you don't take risks these days, you're not going to get ahead. So I think that's another key learning from Danny's, Danny's start. Um, he talked about the comfort zone, which I found really interesting because 
I've definitely been there. <clears throat> you might be listening to this and you might have been there. You might have, um, you might be in the comfort zone and you might have experienced this in the past. The comfort zone is a dangerous place because there is no progression in the comfort zone. The comfort zone for me is, sorry, progression for me is, is where happiness is because if you're progressing in your health and your wealth and your career and your relationship and your friendships, whatever, progression is a good feeling. If you lose weight and you feel better, it's a good feeling because you're progressing. If you start to earn more money, if you get a promotion, if you buy another property, there's their progression, that is progression, and it normally fix, makes you feel happy. So um, it's going back to the comfort zone. I think it's a really dangerous place. I think, first of all, you've got to identify that you're in it. When was the last time that you pushed yourself, that you've done something that was testing, that was challenging? Um, if you haven't done that for a while, you're probably in your comfort zone. So how do you get out of the comfort zone? For me personally, I like to write down big, juicy, exciting, but stretching goals. Um, something that I've never done before, something that is out of my comfort zone that I look at and think, oh my God, how am I going to do that? Um, I like to do things like that. And I also like to speak to people who are achieving more than me in that particular field. So I do speak to Danny quite a bit. I've got friends um, down the country, uh, you know, down south that I have a couple of hundred properties, you know, more than Danny. I've got guys who are worth more money than Danny in my phone book that I know. And I like to speak to them because the conversation is different. You know, they speak about different things, just, you know, they're in, they inspire me. And there's always somebody, regardless of the level that you're at now, there's always somebody that is doing more than you. So I think, I think that's a definite way to get out of your comfort zone for sure. And I think it's a really important one as well to, to try your best to stick to. Um, so there's a comfort zone, definitely. Be wary, try your best to get out of it. I think, well, another thing that he spoke about was his business partner. I find I find fascinating. I'd love to get him on the show. Um, he says he'll be a billionaire. There ain't many billionaires in this country, is that, um, you know, and I think, I don't know, Nathan, but I think he's got a construction firm and he does a lot of these projects with Danny. Don't know what else he does. Um, well, for me, a simple lesson than that is, you know, aim high. Are your goals high enough right now? You know, Nathan, I think, was into rugby the same as Danny. You don't think he's had no silver spoon. And if what Danny predicts happening it happens he becomes a billionaire you know um that's proof that anybody can do it a lot of self-made millionaires and billionaires clue is in the title self-made they are self-made they've done it from nothing and i think um maybe have a have, have a, a, a you know a chat with yourself are your goals high enough are they big enough or are you setting goals that are in your comfort zone or are you setting goals that you know you can achieve therefore you're not pushing yourself only you can answer that but I think again speaking to Danny that's something that, that triggered when he said that billionaire with a B you know you think wow I'd love to get the guy in the show <laughs> um, it's going on to the deals that he spoke about he spoke about um, he was a little bit cagey he wouldn't give us too many of the numbers would he but uh, you know if you look at the stuff that he, he said his, his, his attention is on now. So the apart hotels, 
something that I'm doing. I have an apart hotel that we're currently refurbing at the moment in, in, in South Shields, which is up in the northeast. Um, I think it's going to be probably my most profitable property that I have. Um, you know, and, and that gives me confidence that somebody on Danny's level is also looking at the same thing. So I think that's maybe something to, for people to look out for. He mentioned the retail, didn't he? Mention that mentioned the high street, talking about you know if he was out fishing looking for deals, he would be looking for stuff where there's retail at the bottom end or commercial at the bottom and residential above, conversion opportunities. Um, so again, someone with his levels of experience, you can't go wrong by trusting his advice. I don't, I don't think. Um, and he actually, one interesting thing I took from it that I made some notes of when we were doing the show, um, he, he, he highlighted his hourly rate a few times, didn't he? He talked about he would probably never build out a project again if he had the option to. If he could purchase something, get planning and sell it without dealing with any builders, he would probably continue to do that because if you look at your hourly rate over a two-year build or your hourly rate over a two, three month planning gain. So if you don't know what a planning gain is, that's when you purchase a property um, without planning or it might have planning and you're just getting better planning. So you basically get better planning or you get planning on that development, on that building, um, which then appeals to a developer. So a developer can buy that from you with planning and just do the build. Um, but there'll be an uplift in value from purchase. You get the planning, that'll be then worth more once you have the planning, and, and Danny said he, he's, he likes deals like that. He likes deals where he can make the most money with the with as little time input as possible. Um, and that kind of leads on to the, the question that I ask everybody, what does being rich mean to you? Um, being rich in time is something that is very important, I feel. You know, if you can make a lot of money and lose it and then get it back, but one thing you can never, ever get back is time. And Danny kind of says that in a, in a roundabout way that he's at a stage where he values his time a lot. So he'd rather do a planning game than rather than a two-year build-out. Uh, and I think that's definitely a lesson that you can take from that. Um, don't get the shiny penny syndrome as in looking at the glossy stuff on Instagram, the two-year builds where he's done 176 units, I think, was one of his projects. 176 units. Um, I looked at the pictures he sent me. I was like, wow, I'd love to do that. But if you can make half the money in a fraction of the time, you know, you maybe need to consider that when you're looking at bigger projects. So I think that's, that's all I want to do. I think, hope you've learned something from that. I'll continue to do the lessons from each podcast so you can get short, quick bursts of motivation, key learnings, um to buzz you up to get you in the zone to you know to make some notes from instead of listening to the full thing but i would definitely recommend listening to the full thing as well so thank you i hope you've enjoyed that take care and have a fantastic day